0: everyone and welcome to this episode of the prosper project where i'm talking to phil s smith and so philip is a serial entrepreneur he has such an intriguing bio he's helped thousands of entrepreneurs scale their businesses and achieve seven figure salaries for themselves He talks about, and we're going to dig into a little bit today, how you can achieve and hit that seven-figure goal as a solo entrepreneur. He's most notably partnered with Shark Tank's Kevin Harrington to teach other people how to make more money in less time. And Phil started his first internet service provider company at just 23 years old, taking his step out of a difficult upbringing where he lost both of his parents at a very young age. Phil is a one employee company and we're going to dig into what he does, all his different companies and what you can learn and gain from this conversation today. So welcome, Phil. It's so great to have you here.
1: Yes. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. So tell me about launching your first business. That's as good a place as any to start. Was it something you were playing around with and were inspired? Or were you really driven from that very young age to go out there and build a business?
1: So growing up, I was around business owners a lot. I do have four sisters and literally every single one of them had their own business. And wow, I'm the youngest. So my youngest sister is six years older than me, so I was watching all of them make their mistakes in life, and I learned what not. <laughs> I learned what not to do uh, more go. than what to do. So it's always something that was in the back of my mind. And when I was in my early twenties, I met this guy Ali Dune, and he basically said to me one day, "He's like, hey, you should just start your own business, becoming a building websites, and you can sell dial-up. Can you imagine dial-up? So I was selling dial-up back wow. in." In late nineties. And uh, he just gave me the opportunity. At the time I was dating this girl and her father was a wealthier guy, had multiple companies, owned buildings and stuff like that. And he just told me take the chance now. You have nothing to lose. You can always go get a job. So I just took the chance. And seven years later, we sold that company. Uh, so that was my first uh, first everything. First starting a business, first growing a business, first selling a business. But that business had a lot of employees, which is what I did not like. And I wanted to make yeah. a change. So after that is when I decided to go solo.
0: Okay. That's really interesting. So what were businesses two, three, and four that you sold?
1: So two and three was actually the same company, was not okay. plans, But what happened was I basically said to myself, I want to start working from home. Wasn't married, no kids, nothing. But I knew that I wanted to be around more when I did have kids. I didn't want the job. I didn't want the office. I didn't want the... We had over 200 employees in a web hosting company between here and India. So it was a lot. you know. And yeah. it was a 24-7 operation. We never closed because we're a web hosting company. and We couldn't go down. You couldn't have issues. It was just... All the time. So I wanted to get out of that world. But what happened was I said to myself, if I can help companies make money, I felt I will always be able to make money. So that's why I got into the basically the digital marketing consulting space. So did that for about four years. And then I met this guy, Jim Estel. Jim Estel was one of the first investors in Blackberry. I met him as a potential client. And he owned, or he was one of the main guys in an investment fund, but they only invest in startups. So when I met him, I basically pitched him. Now this is going around the time Shark Tank just started. So I said, hey, you know, we should build out a whole Shark Tank type business. He didn't go for that. But (laughs) at the same time, I also told him, hey, why don't you just take me over? I'll join a fund. You have 17 companies in a fund, I can help them. Plus we can make this a bigger company. So he disappeared for about three weeks. I was like, I'm never hearing back from this guy again. Then all of a sudden he reaches out to me, asked me to meet. Within 24 hours, we had a deal. This guy moves fast. 24 hours, we had a deal. I joined a fund. And then two years later, we built the company bigger, sold it again.
0: That's amazing. That's such a great story. And so what about business four? Do you still have business four? Did you sell another business after that?
1: Technically, the fourth one was a website. Oh, yeah. So the that was just side project. You ever see those sites as like a everything's like a how to? So it was called how to get rid of stuff.com. And what happened was it was how to get rid of stretch marks, how to get rid of your husband, how to get rid of, oh my <laughs> get rid of everything. We had fun with it, right? So but what happened was we had eight hundred and one keywords number one on Google. So the site automatically with zero help, zero everything, did a 20 average in the summer, it was higher, winter a little less, but averaged out to $25,000 a month in profit and doing nothing. And what happened was, though, eventually with the Google Panda and Google Penguin updates about 10 years ago destroyed all those sites because they started moving over to social media. They started moving all their algorithms over. So those sites didn't rank anymore. So the MDs moved up. Okay. So those sites eventually went, but I actually got out before that happened. So I got really, really lucky. Good timing. But yeah, so that was technically the fourth thing I did. My current business, I did get offers to be bought out last year by three different people, but I'm actually not going to do that because my next business, which I told you about, mm-hmm. we're combining that business and this business to work together. So it's been interesting. I can't even believe that the opportunities that I've had and it's crazy. So
0: I love that. And I want to dig into your current business because that really is the perfect example of what you were saying that you realized at a young age, if you could help other people make money, you would always be in business. And so that's really the focus of your current business. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. You know, so... I've now changed the way, the reason why I started business now has changed. I used to do it just out of what I was good at or, you know, just to make my life easier. This business is probably going to be the hardest one. I'm going to get off the ground. I'm going to need more help with this business. But this has been five years in the making because back in 2018, I was told by this guy, Roland Frazier, used to run War Room Mastermind, if you know who that is. And he told me back then, he goes, you should start a business with a purpose and the purpose to make as much money as you can and sell it for as much money as you can. So this next business is a software as a service business, which is a very high multiple, five to eight X of your gross sales versus you know a lot of business. Like the web hosting company sold off the net. You know, And it didn't sell for a huge multiple, but yeah. this company can easily sell for a huge multiple. So that's one reason why I'm doing it. Another thing is a lot of stuff, we're white labeling a lot of stuff, so it's easier to get into business faster. So we've been working on it for the last year. But at the end of the day, it's called allinonemarketing.com. And this is my next big play to help companies make money. That's it. Like I just want to help businesses do things that they didn't realize were possible. And some of the cool services that we're going to provide um, is getting on TV. NBC, Fox, any major network I can get anybody on around the country and you know you can even do it with Kevin or without Kevin. He has his own advisory services that we're going to provide. He just took a company Celsius from being worth ten cents a share, a hundred dollars a share, went to a five billion dollar market cap. Pepsi just bought a certain percentage for like a half a billion dollars. So he sold out last year. He served his time. So these are the types of things that he can do and bring to the table, which is obviously why you know I've been partners with him since 2018. But we, I want to provide services that are just different. We can do the Facebook, TikTok, and Google and YouTube. That's fine. Anybody can do that. I want Want to do the things that people don't realize are possible, getting on Yahoo in a week, you know, getting out there, getting noticed, because when you're on TV, it changes everything. People put you at the next level and then you can use that content forever, right? So that's right. That's right. More it, money to do it, but at the end of the day, it lasts forever and you can use it forever. So that you'll obviously make a return on your investment.
0: I love that. So I want to take a second and contrast what you're doing with media compared to what I do as a PR practitioner. So you're talking about opportunities that you pay to be part of, which can happen much more quickly and give an effective boon to your business, but you are investing significantly to get those as well. Whereas PR, we talk about a long game, you know, which some relationships we cultivate, but nothing's guaranteed unless you pay to know that it's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, what level clients would invest in that as opposed to your services of software, which might be for building their own leads and building email lists and SMS texting and things like that?
1: Yeah. So from our business model, our software is going to be most affordable out there. We're literally only charging $97 a month Unlimited contacts. You could have a million contacts or a million leads in a software. We give you every feature imaginable, you know, and it covers everything across the board. We're not going to ever lose on price, but we're also not going to make any money at the same time. For us, it's a lead generation play. So we want to generate these leads, bring these businesses in, use the software, or of course, just generate the lead and then offer the other services. So that's the main, that's my business model for being a lead generator, is build this whole thing out just to generate leads and just take that $97 a month and pay the bills essentially keep the lights on and then we'll provide all the other service on the back end and we have a lot of stuff that we're offering but some of the unique things will be that like I could even help someone write a book we can bring that to the table so from Kevin and myself we just have a lot of different access to a lot of different things that we've done right. over, and we just want to bring everything to everybody and I've never tried to build my own personal brand. I've always just kept a low profile. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be known. I just want to make a lot of money working from home. (laughs) That's always been my goal, right? But with this next business, I feel like I have to get out there more. And it's not my thing. Like, I don't like, you know, when I go speak on stage, I start to shake a little bit. I get knots in my stomach. It's not much. I still can't get over it. It's crazy. But what happened was I know I have to do it now. And I also want to do it myself so I can show people, hey, we're doing it ourselves get out of your comfort zone if it's not in your comfort zone and do it. But if it is in your comfort zone, then of course you should be doing it and just invest the money because it's definitely going to be worthwhile. But I love helping companies make money. I've helped so many individuals become entrepreneurs, start their first business, reach seven figures a year. It's really cool. People have told me I changed their life and that's not the reason why I've been doing this stuff to get that type of <laughs> recognition, but that's like the first time it was said to me, I almost started crying to be honest. Well, with
0: yeah. You. It's huge.
1: Yes, Kit Conrad is from uh, Miami started with us when he was 25. And within two years, he started doing seven figure. He actually just reached seven figures a couple months ago.
0: So let's talk about that for a minute because we know most of the listeners to the Prosper Project are entrepreneurs. I'm making a wild leap in assumption, but I know that a lot of entrepreneurs are just like you said. I just want to work from home to be able to support the life that I want to lead. I don't want to be responsible for other people's paychecks. And you're saying you can get to seven figures as a solopreneur. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: It's funny. So I'm in the process of writing a book. I'm not writing it because I don't know how to write. But uh, through you know Kevin, he got me somebody, and it's Omar actually. So I met Omar through Kevin. Omar, great guy. His business turned into LA Fitness. If you know who. Oh my
0: gosh! Is. Yeah, Everybody of course.
1: LA Fitness. Yes. He has, 20, this guy has 27 bestselling books. So Omar actually hooked me up with somebody who's going to write the book for me, and it's going to be called The Eight Figure Solopreneur. So, but how do you do that? See, here's the thing: you cannot start a restaurant and do it. You can't start a construction company do it. You can't become a dentist and do it. There's only certain types of companies that are able to even achieve that type of revenue. And everything with us is all around lead generation, right? So generating leads and monetizing them. That's everything I do is somewhere in that realm. So the all-in-one marketing.com, that is really a lead generation play that guy was saying before, generate leads and monetize them. So for me, that's how I figured it out. We have a whole education business where we put people, we teach them lead generation and we have all these partners that will monetize their leads for them. So we do very well with that business and we have masterminds we already had three masterminds this year. And it's so basically one a month. And Kevin just spoke at one of them in Fort Lauderdale. I literally just got back from Vegas last night. I was there for five nights. So I'm hurting today, just saying. So you know. uh, <laughs> back to I'm Eastern power, time here. I'm power, yeah, I'm powering through. But yeah, we just had another one at the ARIA in Vegas. And, but for me, and what I would tell anybody that's looking to most people that I deal with today, yes, they wanna become a solopreneur, they wanna work from home to, and make as much money as possible but you still need help, right? You can't do everything on your own. Take all your weaknesses and let somebody else do that. I see so many people that let the littlest thing stop them. For example, I've seen people struggle to build a website and they quit. They, oh, I can't do this.
0: Oh my gosh. So if yeah. you're
1: not good at something, that probably means that you don't want to do it. We're usually good at things we like to do. Mm-hmm. So I like selling I like marketing you know I like business development I hate technology can I go figure out and do it sure but I'm going to hate it the entire time I don't even want to log into a facebook account I don't even want to do social media. I can't stand it, right? So you just have to work with other people. And there's so many different ways to even use people, let's say in the Philippines, who is a great area to do VAs or just here at, obviously in the US, depending on what you need, but it depends on what you're looking for and obviously your budget to hire people. But there's so many different ways to use, to find really good people that can help you.
0: And they don't have to be employees.
1: Exactly. And i still today, just so you know, that do not have any employees. Even with all-in-one marketing, what I did was I have this guy who came through my education business, made millions of dollars from what he's learned from me. And I can't get, and a lot of these people I can't get rid of. Anytime I am going somewhere, <laughs> they all show up. You have no idea. like They're like my all my new best friends. So his name is Zach Knowles and he's actually running the entire operations of the business, but he's actually doing it under his company name because he has employees. He That is his thing. Ah, I love that. He's out of Fort Lauderdale. So for me, I'm like, let me just tap into Zach so I don't have to deal with anyone personally. He deals with all that for me and takes it all off my plate. Now I know eventually I'm going to have to do something. I can't do this forever, but it depends on the type of business, right? Depending on, right. Uh, depending right. on what you can accomplish. But I need my book to come out first And then after that, I'll get some employees maybe, (laughs) but I can't come out with the eight figure solopreneur book and have employees. So
0: (laughs) there you go. There you go. So I'm just blown away by this. It just, it all sounds so interesting. I want to ask you a few questions. It sounds like you've got it all pretty much figured out at this point. I'm looking at the all-in-one marketing, at least the foundational piece, almost like Some people justify spending money on Facebook ads, let's just say, that they're breaking even, but it's really not about making money for the particular thing they're offering through their ad. It's bringing people into their circle of influence so that they can sell them the real thing. And it sounds like this lead generation process is like that. So how long have you been doing this? And if you faced any challenges, either now or previously, as someone who does lead generation and digital marketing.
1: So everything you just said was great that you even brought it up. So I personally, so I've been doing lead generation. I started doing it in 2013. So how I started the process of learning. 2014 started really getting into it. And I ran my first Facebook ad actually October of 14. So it took me a long time to really just understand everything. I, what I started doing was I was flipping leads. I was a lead broker at first. I found a lead buyer. I found a lead seller. I was just flipping leads. It was great. I was making about 20 grand a month, 30 grand a month. It was cool. It took me a few months to get there, but I was like, this is great. I didn't have to leave my house. And then I said, Well, I could probably make more money if I actually generate a lead because only Owning the data is the most important thing. Big data is the you know the biggest thing out there right now. It's the race to zero with all the big guys. And what happened was, we um, 2015 was my first full year. So I went from October of 14 to January of 15, I went from zero to 100,000 a month in revenue. And then 2015 was my first full year, did about one and a half million in revenue just by myself. working In this office. So, exactly what you just said, I know so many people that actually lose money on the first lead they generate. I know these guys who take a $3 loss in the insurance world, auto insurance, and but they make $8 in revenue. They net five and then they do about 2,000 leads a day. These guys are going to do probably about 35 to 40 million this year, but there's only like six of them. Yeah, you know, so the lead generation world is amazing. And there's so many different things you could do. And this is why I tell companies all the time, I was just at LeedsCon. It's really weird being noticed. So people come up to me like, oh, you're Phil Smith. I'm like, oh my God, this is so weird. But anyway, so these two guys come up to me and like, hey, you know, we're in a business loan world, man, can you give us any advice? I said, here's my advice. My advice is not to think about being a business loan company. My advice is to be a lead generation company first. Because if you think of it as a lead generation company, then you're going to learn about generating leads, monetizing your services or products, but also open it up to other services products. So I was speaking at War Room Mastermind and I talked about monetizing data. Guys, everybody in this, there's 250 people there. Everybody was an entrepreneur. And I said, all right, who has leads? Everybody raises their hands. Mm -hmm. Who sells something else than your own product or service? Like practically nobody. So I finish that. I walk off stage. Michael Perella, who owns I Love Kickboxing, the franchise, comes up to me. He goes, we generate like 100,000 leads a month. I never even thought about doing this. So he's basically him and about 20 other people come up to me over the next day. I never even thought about this. We need to talk. We need to talk. Now, I'm not a consultant. I wasn't there to... Sell people on this, like, hey, you need to work with me. I'm just telling you what to do. You should just <laughs> yeah, go do it.
0: Leave me so, alone. I want to get now back all of a sudden. Everybody's yeah.
1: like, wants me to jump on a phone with their clients and this. I'm like, whoa. So, but th- that's the thing. So, companies, if you can think of yourself as a lead generation company mm-hmm. first, say, all right, what else can I do with my lead? So, as a business loan company, like these two guys were, I said, you can sell credit repair services or sell the leads to a credit repair company like Lexington Law, as an example. There is a company called Nav that does business credit monitoring services. There's personal loans that you can back it out to. You know, there's companies that do lines of credits or credit cards, right? There's a lot of different lending options because these mm-hmm. guys specifically did merchant cash advance. And that's okay. all they want to do is merchant cash advance, which is a high interest business loan at the end of the day, who, you know, if uh, forever, who doesn't know that. But so there's so many other services you can provide to a business owner, right? That's looking for money. So that's, if you think of it that way, it doesn't matter what business you're in. Now think about it. You walk into Best Buy, they sell candy at the register. It's the same right. concept. They're just okay. monetizing that person selling something that you normally don't sell, right? You go to Best Buy, Walmart, Amazon, there's links out to other websites. They're monetizing that traffic, right? So the concept's there. You, I lock into Stripe, I get a business loan offer. You know, American Express, I think, bought Cabbage to provide that type of service too, right? So Interesting. The, all these companies are doing it. They're monetizing their customer base or leads in other ways. So if you think of that way, it changes everything.
0: So how are you currently using data and your own analytics to kind of create your own marketing strategies? Is it this? Are there other things that you're doing?
1: So basically, this is what I've learned over the years. At first, I was just selling leads. And I did very, very well with it. Then I thought to myself back in 2017, I said, well, what if I just provided my own services, my own personal services that I keep all the money? So instead of selling lead for $10 (laughs) or $20, I'll charge thousands of dollars and I'll just sell my own stuff. But I would rather sell like courses and services, you know, like that, where I don't really have to do a lot of work. I don't like Mm -hmm. to do work, right? I just like to sell. Like I said, before, just market, sell, business development. That's all I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. So I had like a million leads that I generated for business loans. So I started there. I took all these leads and I said, "Hey, who wants to start a business? I'm going to teach you how to become a business loan broker." So I created a course for a thousand bucks, and within a few months, I made three to four hundred thousand dollars pure profit because I had all the data and I created something that had no cost to it. It Took me four hours to build the course. I used WordPress, which was free. I used free plugin. It literally cost me nothing except for hosting. So I just made all this profit. And then what happened was that's when I met Kevin, I said, well, if I'm going to sell this core stuff, I need to build a brand. So I'm like, but let me attach myself to another brand. That's talked to Damon, John, Kevin, and Barbara Corcoran. Clearly Kevin worked. And I just started using his brand. Once I used Kevin's brand, I started, you know, I did an interview with him. Everything skyrocketed after that. But what I started doing was I started using all this data to basically just sell my own stuff. So for my education business, all those leads I've generated, what I do is I just create different types of services. So I just created a, this event I just did in Vegas this last weekend was about being a lead broker. First time I've ever done an event on a lead broker, usually it's lead generation. So I took a step back and I said, oh, let me go back to my 2013 days and teach people how to do lead brokering, which I t- technically still do today. I still broker okay. lead. I just yeah. don't do it you know, full time. And everyone loved it. So now I'm like, ah, oh, well, here's another thing I can provide ongoing. Because it's just a one-off thing. Let me just try this out. L- people loved it. So now that's going to be another thing. So I'm going to take all the leads I already have you know, for my education business for the last five years. And now I'm going to hit them for this offering. So that's just going to bring in, again, it's free money because I already have the data. And yeah. that's just another service offering. So by creating different services for different people. So I just bought a new domain name, just to give you an example, that's going to go after the consulting world. I bought 10X Consulting, kind of biting off Grant Cardone a little bit. So 10XConsulting.com. It was actually available. I couldn't believe it. So I that. I, I can't that. believe
0: it's available. I feel like every time I come up with a great <laughs> idea, someone already has it. Yeah. So that's good.
1: I couldn't believe it. So, and all in one Marking was available. All in one marking.com was available. Are you kidding me? So now these are premium prices. I still had I I didn't pay $10. Yeah, I paid thousands, but right. the fact that it was still available, I was like, this is the perfect name. So, but the point is this, is that I want to go after that community or I'm sorry, that The people with the idea of, I want to become a consultant or a digital marketer, right? Or start an agency. So I want to target those people with 10X Consulting. I retarget the people that want to become lead generators. And I want to target people for the lead brokering. So my idea is go after everybody who has a a certain mindset, like, oh, I want to go start this type of business and then make that offer. But everything going forward, just so you know, all wraps into all-in-one. All-in-one marketing right now encompasses literally everything I do today. Everything, That's
0: amazing for, um, and it's ninety seven dollars a month. The main the core
1: service. It's like the five dollar Costco chicken. You know, it's just there to attract. <laughs> it's, people. Gonna the
0: it's gonna get you in the door.
1: It's gonna get you door free trial ninety seven per month ninety seven dollars per month and use it's all yours take it use as much as you want. You still have to pay for the usage that you do, SMS marketing, just like every other company. Right, right. But most other companies, they charge you more money. So let's just say if I pay AWeber, AWeber is an email marketing software. Yep, I
0: know AWeber. I pay
1: them over $7,000 per month. If I use my own stuff, it would only cost me $97 per month to have access. And then the usage I would pay, which would be a lot less, Mm -hmm. $7,000 per month. but. I can't move over a million emails that would never work. So I'm kind of stuck with Aweber, but that's okay. But if you went and used like a Mm keep.com, they would probably charge you about five to six grand a month to just have access, Mm -hmm. not even usage, just access. And then- we still be at ninety seven dollars per month, so we're not going to lose on price. Is my goal right?
0: Right, and so let me ask you this: for people that are not software developers, maybe they're service providers, maybe they're a digital agency, which you you know you have as well, or maybe they provide HR services or something like that. Can you share some suggestions about or maybe you, things that you've done to generate successful lead campaigns, for example, on Facebook or YouTube?
1: So the the one I know more, more than anything is Facebook myself, personally. Okay. I do use uh, an agency for Google and YouTube because we could never really figure it out because it's just, you really need to own it. And we just never had the time to learn it. We dabble with it and we're okay, but we could never scale it. But Facebook, I gotta tell you, Facebook over the last two years has been horrendous, but you can still make it work. But one thing I've learned is this. So now you're talking about just someone just wants to go start using Facebook, what's the best way to to utilize it?
0: Yeah, like for service-based business. So someone that doesn't have that software and is probably gonna use another platform to generate their
1: leads. Right, so to use Facebook, the best advice I can give you anybody is this. When you use an agency... Literally, they have told me over the years is that we try to make it look as complicated as possible, so people <laughs> feel like they have to pay us. No joke, because we run it. I've been running my own ads since October 14. Like I said, I've mm-hmm. tried a few agencies over the years, and none of them outperformed us. Then none of them, and I would have to start teaching them how to run our ads for us, and say, "Listen, I don't care what you say. I guarantee you, I will outperform my own ads than you will. But I need the help." I still need right. someone to run ads for me. So the one company that used, that's that been running ads for me for the longest, I literally taught them how to do it for me. And I said, you can't make any changes unless I tell you to. So Facebook, best way to run a Facebook campaign, get a little technical here. You have a campaign level, you have an ad set level and an ad mm-hmm. level. What an agency does is they have one campaign, multiple ad sets, and a lot of ads. And they try to run all this stuff to see what works, what doesn't, whatever. That model has never worked if you're trying to generate leads. Now, I am not referring to selling a product or e-commerce, right? I've never done that before, personally. I've never done that. I've only generated leads. You need to run one campaign, one ad set, and one ad and duplicate all three. So you have 10 campaigns, 10 ad sets, and 10 ads, right? So it's one each. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to run your ads, if you have an audience and you can create a lookalike and whatever, great, or you just have to use you know, their interests and behaviors and whatever, and then build your own lookalike audience. But this is what Facebook has done. Ever since all the lawsuits and stuff, and obviously the whole Apple debacle with the privacy stuff has right. really, really made a lot of changes. What Facebook's really doing is they're just doing all the control internally and giving you less access because then they can't get sued because there's no proof of anything happening. So that's really what's changing. And it works. It still works. It's just, it's not as easy as it used to be. Mm -hmm. But the hardest part is going to be your targeting. But I can tell you, if you're going to run ads on Facebook, do one campaign, one ad set, one ad, and keep doing that over and over and over again. Don't listen to anybody that tells you to go run 10 different ads under one thing, and it's the best way possible. Because I guarantee you you will outperform that person. It's just the way Facebook works. It works so much better. So that's the best advice I can give you on Facebook itself. And TikTok works really, really, really well if you're looking to generate cheap leads, but it doesn't work for everything.
0: I have always wondered, and I'm not on TikTok. It's the one social media platform that I haven't even really played with. But I've also wondered, and I've brought this up in many conversations, for people that are selling high-end services, The whole thing about like dancing and being funny and all of that, I really wonder how it translates. And I really wonder if that's something that's that's meant for, you know, influencers and a very kind of small market target rather than people that are selling, you know, multi-thousand dollar packages for people. What is your take on that?
1: So if you're going to do anything business related, So anything B2B, it's a lot harder. So we do have a business opportunity offer on there. Start your own business. We were generating leads when we first started between like 50 cents and $2. Now, just Mm -hmm. so you know, I normally pay close to $20 on Google and YouTube. So I'm like, there's no way we can't make any money with this. But we didn't make any money with it. Right. So it was so difficult to get anybody to take any action and actually put any effort behind them. Cause you have to watch an hour long video to buy anything from me on the education side. To even speak to somebody, you got to spend an hour.
0: People don't yeah. have that much attention span TikTok, anymore. <laughs> it
1: just doesn't work. Now, eventually, it took like three months to turn to get to break even. Normally, we're break even in the first four weeks. So it took over three months. Wow. To to point. Eventually it'll work. It doesn't, I would never use it as like my only lead platform because it doesn't make any sense, even with the low lead cost. but things that I've heard work really, really well. And I've seen personal loans works very well. Okay. Loans. Everyone needs money. Right. And you're getting the, the lead so cheap still. Right. So it's right. Eventually, going to go up in price. So you just got to take advantage of it now and just products, you know, like, gadgets and gizmos and maybe clothes, whatever. If you're going to target an influencer, sure, because they already have an internal audience and they have that, that's great. But there's only so much you're going to get out of that one person, right? You're going to get your influx right. and then it dies out. You know, you need something that lasts, you know, forever, not just, you know, for a couple of weeks. But if you can do that and it works, great. Take what you can get. But in terms of running their actual ads on a B2B side, it's harder than Facebook, Google, YouTube. LinkedIn's great too. Sure. Mm-hmm. But LinkedIn only if you have high ticket, like the $97 per month for us would never work. It would be so astronomical to generate a lead because last time I did LinkedIn was a couple of years ago. It was like $5 a click, you know? And it was just like, all right, it's not going to make any sense. And you can't even get a lot of volume out of it. So.
0: Yeah, no, that's really good. So those are all the things that people should consider. What are some of the big mistakes that you see businesses doing when it comes to lead generation, other than not monetizing the leads that they already have?
1: Yeah. So the biggest mistake I see people make is that they don't give it enough time. They pull the plug too early. They're, you know, this is something that nobody knows, but they use the wrong people. Yeah, you know, they just bad luck. They just use somebody that didn't know what they were doing. Maybe they thought they did. A lot of people will try to hire somebody internally. The problem with that's not not that it's a problem, but if you hire the wrong person internally and you just don't know, then what are you going to do? So this is what happens. You have somebody who starts a business up. I need to do marketing. I don't know anything about marketing. So I'm just going to trust this person knows what they're doing. I'm lucky because i made able to educate myself and I've, I can figure this stuff out on my own. So once I learned what works and what doesn't and what's good and what's bad, then it was easy for me to go find somebody to do it. But if you don't know what you're doing and you don't have a trusted person that really knows what they're doing, that could advise you on it, that's a problem. So that's why another thing I want to do is start providing those advisory services so we could tell people what's good and what's bad and what they should expect, you know, and actually be honest about it. So utilizing the wrong people, which is just bad luck, not finding the right people, pulling the plug too early or using the wrong platform. Yeah. You know, some people think that they should be using Facebook or Google where YouTube would have been better. Like YouTube is so amazing, but most people don't want to make video. They right? don't. It, yeah,
0: they don't you're right.
1: And but that's the thing. You go hire someone to do that. You know, go hire someone to make a video for you. It's be easy to do an upwork or Fiverr and whatever you're trying to sell. If it's not something you want to do, that's simple to do. You know, you can always do that. But YouTube, a lot of it doesn't get as much attention from people because they feel like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it because I'm not going to have all this video content. But today you really do need video content. Another thing I'll say, which is you know, not really pertain to platforms, but it works very, very well. The people who buy stuff today, you know, the average consumer or business person, they want to see behind the curtains, yeah, right? They, they want to bring them inside. You know, don't think that every video needs to be professional. My videos are so unprofessional; it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm just being honest. I'm so transparent. I've made videos with a little too much to drink. I'll be honest with you. I've done it, and but people love it, they because it's the real you. You know what I mean? And we're all just ourselves. I'm always in sweats and hoodies. Like I don't change myself to make a video and then go change back to what I'm normally going to wear. I make videos with Kevin in sweats. It's really weird when I first met him, he actually said at the event, he goes, I met Phil in his jams. Because I had a site psych- <laughs> called IWorkInMyJams.com because I did work in my jams. It was a gimmick and I changed the name because yeah. you know, I, I wanted to be a little bit better than that have a real business name. But realistically, I'm just myself. So, Bring people inside, show me the inner workings, you know, sh- show them behind the scenes. That sells way better than just your professional, you know, I'm so and so and I'm providing this product or service. And just be consistent about it. Making videos in cars for some reason just get a lot more views. I don't know why, but you know, <laughs> driving in a car, it's really weird, but it, it works. We make videos, I happen to wearing top golf shirt. We're at Top Golf all the time. So we do something called No Work Friday. So mm-hmm. every Friday, or we try to do it every Friday. Every Friday, we'll go to Top Golf locally or wherever we're at, and we'll make a No Work Friday video. The concept of No Work Friday for us is just building a business around a lifestyle that you want to live. But mm-hmm. so you can take off Friday, you could take off Monday, you can take off Tuesday. It doesn't matter. You can just do whatever you want when you want. That's our push, but we just call it No Work Friday.
0: I love that so much. This was such great information. I think it's so important that we kind of build our businesses to support the lives that we want to live and not the other way around. And I just, I think you've shed so much light on all of this. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you think is really important for our listeners to know?
1: You know, it depends on what level they're at, but I'll go into more people looking to start a business you can't quit. The best thing I could tell anybody is that success is always right around the corner. The number one thing, the reason why I've seen people not be successful, they just quit too early. The way that you got to look at this is this. If you want to finish a marathon, you can finish a marathon. You may have to crawl. Maybe you're walking, maybe you run a little bit and then you jump in your wheelchair because you just your legs don't work anymore. right? But it doesn't matter as long as you don't quit you're going to eventually get to the end of that marathon. You're going to finish it. And that's the way that I always looked at everything. I always said, how is it not possible? Anything's possible. You just have to keep going and going and going. you know. And as long as you don't quit, you're going to succeed. And all of a sudden, one day, it's just going to happen. You're like, oh my God, I did it. And then you know, you may have struggled. You're always going to struggle, right? It's just the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. But then to get to your first, let's just say, you know, $1,000. And then to get to a 10,000, then they get to 20,000 or 50 or 100,000 of revenue, so on and so forth. It's just multiplying the success of whatever you had. That's all you're doing. So for me, you know, I got to a million a year in my first full year of doing lead generation. But I got to tell you, to get to four, you know, I'm up to like 4 million now, but I've never tried to really grow because again, I have such a small team. I haven't tried to grow it. But if I want to get to 10, guess what? I just have to double my head spend. That's all I really need to do and get more people, you know, but I don't really want to do that with the current business. I want to do it with the next business because that's a higher multiple.
0: After the book um, comes out. <laughs> after
1: the book comes out, then we'll hire a bunch of people. No, so, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's just multiplying what you're doing. As long as you have a scalable business like that, right? So it's this yeah. scale. That's why it's so important. If you want to Start a dog walking business because you like walking dogs, that's great and all. That's just giving yourself a job. If you go buy a franchise, you can't scale that. You know, there's certain businesses that never scale. So, whatever business you plan on getting into, just make sure you understand what you're getting into. And if you really want a scalable business, then make sure that it is to begin with because once you, I don't care what business you start this is the same amount of work, the same amount of time and effort to build it. So if you're going to take all that time and effort and money and all this stuff to build something, why not put it into time and effort into something that can make you a lot more money down the road versus being stuck or limited?
0: I love that. And I just have to say, I love your spirit of generosity. You have been so forthcoming during this discussion, talking about what you did when you were in Las Vegas and all of that. It's rare. It really is rare to be that generous. So I want to acknowledge that. And then I want to end by asking, you know, Philip S. Smith, what does it mean for you to prosper? What does that look like for you?
1: It's just living life on my terms. That's it you know, that's, that's all it is just living life on my terms. And, you know, when I was in my twenties, it was all about, I want a different exotic car for every day of the week, you know, and <laughs> growing up because I grew up dirt poor, you know, my parents passed away, my mom in a car accident, my dad, because he was an alcoholic. And, you know, the fact I even went to college just because a family friend paid for it and said, if I get at least a B, she'll continue paying for it. I ended up getting like a 3.92 grade point average in my bachelor's. But, what happened was I just decided to obviously make a change at that point in time. But at the end of the day, the fact that I wasn't in jail, I got into a lot of trouble. I got arrested four times in my teenage years and hung out with a lot of bad kids. But in my 20s, I turned things around and because I had to, it was you know, one of two options at that point in time. Yeah. But once I started making money, I was like, you know, then of course you're just like, oh, I need to make more, you know. <laughs> and then you start, you know, you want all these grand things. But as I got older, Nowadays, it's just, I just want to basically just be able to do as little work as possible, make as much money as I can, and be able to travel as much as I can. So, today, it's totally different. It's more about just living a lifestyle. I don't care about having seventy. If I made 10x what I did today, I still would not move out of my house. You know, like, I would stay here. i probably have maybe some more cars or something like that. But it's just, it's all about the lifestyle. I don't care about being famous. I don't care about any of that stuff. I just want to be left alone, just be able to do what I want when I want, and that's it. And it's completely changed over the years, over the decades. And uh, yeah, going forward, by the time I'm 60, my goal is that if I don't want to do anything, I don't have to, but I'll never stop working. It's just, it's so mm-hmm. much fun. As you get more successful, it just becomes too easy to make money. So many different opportunities to make money, you know, obviously with the internet and everything that's out there, there's always something hot and you just got to be ahead of the game. So
0: I love it. Great answer. Philip, thank you so much. And everyone listening to this episode, please check out in the show notes how you can get in touch with Philip, learn more about his all-in-one marketing.com and all the other things. We'll have links to whatever social profiles you might be maintaining. Since I know you don't like social, we'll have all those links in the show notes below, but Phil, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and insight today.
1: No, no, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Prosper Project. If you want to grow a peerless profitable brand, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you find value in our show, please help us reach others by sharing an episode and leaving a review. In appreciation, please visit prosperforpurpose.com for more free resources to help you grow your business.